Welcome to Emotional Wellness. I am Andrea Sotomayor, and I'm going to help you to reach your emotional well-being at the same time that you find the best version of yourself. Also remember that you can find more content about this and also chat with me on my Instagram, where you can find me as emotionalwellness.ca. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Emotional Wellness Podcast. So this is a podcast where I'm going to help you to find your best version, where I'm going to help you to develop some skills to find your emotional well-being and to increase your happiness by yourself. But just to be super clear, this doesn't mean that you should stop to go in therapy because you are listening to this podcast and, and doing the activities that I'm telling you here. No, these two things are separate. I'm just gonna tell you some activities and some techniques that you can apply in your daily life that gonna help you with your work on yourself. Remember that every single day we have to work on ourselves as we do exercise, as we have a healthy diet and as we do everything. We have to also work in our emotions and we have to also work in our mindset and all these things. But even though we always hear these kind of things, we always hear work in your emotions management, in your motivation and everything, nobody tell us how to do it. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to do it. But first of all, I want to introduce myself. I want to introduce to you emotional wellness and I want to tell you a little bit about everything. So first of all, this is emotional wellness podcast. Uh, even though this is the first episode with this like name or in this link, I don't know how to call it, like would be album or this, I mean, this podcast, uh, we have like the very first version on emotional wellness, work on yourself. You can find it like that in any platform. And where I was posting one episode in Spanish and one in English, Spanish and English. But now that I have two years doing it and that I have enough audience and some of you also send me some emails and DMs from Instagram telling me like what's becoming harder to find the episodes between English and Spanish and everything. Um, I decided for that reason to open this one and I hope you enjoy it. You can go and subscribe to the other one to listen to the old ones, the old episodes and also subscribe to this one. That way you don't gonna lose any episode. So who am I? I am Andrea. I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican living in Canada, in Vancouver actually. But back home I studied my bachelor degree on psychology. Since I remember I always loved mental health, I always loved to research in human behavior. And I was wondering, okay, why people behave like that? When why people say these things and why people feel this way? And what is emotional intelligence and what is all this? When I was studying and after I finished my bachelor, I work in therapy, I work doing workshops uh, with kids, with teenagers and with adults. Actually, the most of the workshops were with kids and like therapy were with adults. So I always like it. But when I came here to Canada and where we were in pandemic in, in this time of Corona time when we were in quarantine, in pandemic, uh, when, when we were in quarantine, I realized this thing that I was telling you at the beginning. Everybody says all the time, work on yourself. Everybody says all the time, mental health matters. 
go to therapy, go to do this, go to do that. But not too many people know how to work on themselves by themselves. Not too many people know that working on yourself means working on yourself every single day. When you are trying to be a fitness person, you know you have to do exercise every single day of the most of the days or you have to keep your diet every single day and when you are trying to to, to do things like that for example uh, when you were trying to, to when i was doing my bachelor's degree everybody knew you have to study every day and when you were trying to do your 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 goals you work on them every single day but when we talk about mental health we just ignore it we just don't do it and Part of the reason that we don't do it, sometimes even, even is not because we don't know it. It's because we think we need a, we need someone to work on ourselves, like a psychologist or like a coach or like something. Or because we really have no idea how to do it. And it's scary also. You know when you're going to talk about doing exercise or doing some workout, you're going to go to a gym or you're going to go to run, I don't know, in a park. But you're gonna find more people doing it. But working on yourself, you don't. You find these persons maybe on Instagram, these influencers who say, hey, I'm working on yourself, I'm putting myself in priority. And the only thing they do, they post photographs of healthy food, they're doing exercise and a five minutes journal. But it is not enough. Part of working on yourself means having projects in your life, means having goals. So in this time when they put the quarantine and everything, part of my project or my goal, besides other things that I did, I decided to open Emotional Wellness. I decided to open that podcast that I told you about it. And I decided to, to do this Instagram page and everything just to, to give information to everybody and kind of like me feeling like me trying to help the world but at the same time I knew was therapeutic for me I knew was something that I was needing to say and was a way like I'm gonna throw a bottle to the ocean and if someone listen to it or someone read it that's good and if no one does it that's okay because I put it away of me I, I did whatever I could but here we are the topic of today it's about increasing our self-esteem. But what we need to do to increase our self-esteem, like for real and the ba- basic things that we have to do. Like if you don't do this, it means you will never have self-esteem or at least not a real self-esteem or a healthy self-esteem. There is a question that I love to ask that is, who are you? Or tell me a little bit about you. And I love to ask this question because it tells you, the answer tells you a lot about that person that is answering. It tells you about self-esteem that that person has. It tells you about the experiences. It's, it tells you also about if that person has something to heal, something to forgive, something to accept. But the most important of everything, it tells you the interpretation of the meaning that they are giving to every single experience in their life. And I'm asking you today, right now, who are you? This is a question that can cause you anxiety. 
can cause you anxiety if someone is asking you that you don't really trust because it's a very personal question because as I'm telling you, it's gonna tell us a lot about you. But also, the most of the time, it causes anxiety because we don't know really the answer. We always say, hello, I'm Andrea, I'm Mexican, and I'm psychologist. And we stop there. We tell, we answer the things that people wanna hear, but we never really answer who we are. And just to be clear, this is not a question that you have to answer to everybody, at least not that deep, but to yourself, you gotta be able to answer this question, answer this question without doubt. You have to know who are you, but how to answer this question? Who are we? We are everything together. We are our past experiences. We are our fears. We are the things that we love. We are the things that we do, the things that we didn't do, and the things that we were doing it and we stopped to do it. We are our goals and we are our dreams. We are how we treat people. We are what we say. We are what we feel and what we thought. We are everything in our life. But most important than that is that we are the meaning that we are giving to all that. We are the meaning that we are giving to our experiences. We are the meaning that we are giving to our past, the meaning that we are giving to our stuff, the meaning that we are giving to everything. That meaning is so important because it's gonna determine what we are able to do and what we are not. How we describe ourselves or what is our self-concept. And for that reason, also what that it's gonna tell you how is your self-esteem? How is your self-acceptance? And how is your self-forgiveness? And this is the most important. However you describe yourself or however is your self-concept, it's gonna determine what are you able to achieve. If you don't know yourself, you won't be able to love yourself. But also, you won't be able to understand what you want and what's gonna make you happy. And let's say you choose something already even you don't know or you're not sure that that's gonna make you happy. And you choose that thing because everybody's choosing it or whatever. But you don't know where to start. Because if you don't know who you are, you don't know what are your strengths. And you don't know what are your weak points. And you don't know where you have to work more. We become like a fish trying to walk in the mountain instead of trying to swim. If a fish doesn't know himself or itself, that it's gonna think, oh, every human being walks, so I wanna walk too, when maybe you're gonna be the best swimming. Or maybe even though you're gonna be able to go to hike in the mountains, but you won't be happy. We have to know ourselves to really be happy. We have to know ourselves to really love ourselves. So who are you? Now, being able to answer this question, being, a, being able to describe yourself or having self-knowledge doesn't mean that suddenly you have a high self-esteem. Suddenly you have a lot of self-love. These are two different processes. One thing is that you know yourself and you, are, you know what you like and what you don't. You know what are your weak points and what are your strengths. But that doesn't mean that you like them. The very first thing that you have to do to increase your self-esteem is to write down a description of yourself. 
to write down your self-concept. And let's say that part of my self-concept is saying I'm a person who has a lot of fears. I am a person who gets scared with everything. I think everybody's trying to hurt me. I think I might be in danger for any reason. And I really think if something bad can happen, it's gonna happen to me. So for that reason, I call myself a paranoid person. So when I'm making my description, I say, okay, Andrea, Mexican psychologist, is a paranoid person. And I like everything, but I don't like the word paranoid. It has a negative meaning for me. It means that maybe it's a person who is not confident, that maybe it's a person who doesn't have enough power or whatever. But I don't like that word. I don't like the meaning that I'm giving to that word. That's why my self-esteem decreased. I have a low self-esteem. What I have to do in order to increase my self-esteem, in order to have a high self-esteem, is to realize, okay, my description is that I am, I am a paranoid person. I have to change that word that is negative for me to a positive word. I'm gonna say I am a thoughtful person. It's very different to say, me, Andrea, I'm a paranoid person to say, me, Andrea, I am a thoughtful person. Because when I say I am a thoughtful person, it makes me feel like I am in power. It makes me feel like I am smart. It makes me feel like I am confident. It makes me feel good. So immediately my self-esteem increase. Remember, we as humans, we can just control three things. Our feelings, our thoughts, and our actions. In this case, I'm having a uncomfortable emotion for the word paranoid. If I want to control my emotions, I have to control my thought. That my thought is, I am this person. So just change that thought, change it to a positive word, to a word that you like, that is in this case thoughtful, and immediately my emotion gonna change. In this case, in, in, in both scenarios, I'm the same person, I'm behaving the same way, exactly the same way, I'm being super cautious, I'm being the, but in one I like how I behave, another one I don't like. You have to do this with all the words that you are using on yourself that you don't like, that it has a negative meaning for you. And please, make no mistake, you need self-acceptance to have self-esteem. Self-acceptance means that you accept yourself. And if you accept yourself and you know yourself, you are able to love yourself. But having self-acceptance doesn't mean that, oh, I accept myself, I know myself and I don't have anything to change because now I'm supposed to love myself. It just means that you accept that you have things that you don't like, things that you would like to improve, that you have weak points. And that by having them doesn't take value away from you. You are still being valuable. You are still being able to, to do things. You are still being able to have resilience and you are still deserving love. You are the same valuable person with your weak points and without them. Having self-acceptance just means that you know these points and that you wanna work on yourself 
to improve every single day. And it doesn't mean that one day, oh, you're gonna be perfect because perfection doesn't really exist. It just means that you're gonna work and work and work on yourself to be happy every single day, to love yourself every single day. And because if you love yourself, you want the best for yourself. And having the best for yourself means working on it. So with this example that I gave you, I'm using, I'm being the same person. I'm doing the same things, I'm having the same behavior. I'm accepting myself and I'm just changing the words that I'm, that I'm having in order to increase my self-esteem that is part of improving, is part of growing as a person, being better. And I'm doing it maybe because it's really part of my personality, maybe I don't really know how to change that behavior that I have because, because it's easier to change my thoughts and my emotions rather than my actions. But what happened with the things that, or, or with the concepts that we really can change our actions? I'm gonna repeat it to you. Our self-concept or a description of, about ourselves, it comes from the meaning that we are having about our experiences, about our thoughts, about our emotions, about our actions, about our stuff. So however you think about yourself, however you feel about yourself, and however you do, whatever you do, is how you're gonna describe yourself. Let me tell you a little bit of my story. I have a sister that is a professional ballerina, classic, uh, classic ballet, and she has been practicing this art since we were child. We were going to ballet every day, and little by little, I, I stopped going to ballet, but she kept going. And little by little, she started to do more exercise. At the beginning, maybe was like, two days per week, and after three, and after four, and after more, and more hours, and more hours, and after she she just doesn't have to go just to ballet, she has to do other things too. And now she has to practice in home, and now that she's working on that, that she's a professional ballerina, she's doing this exercise like for hours in the morning, and after when she comes back home, she has to do uh, other kind of exercise like going to run, or going down and down and up to the stairs, even on vacations. She tries to keep a healthy diet every single day and things like that. For that experience that I have, that actually is not my experience, but it's something that I have seen all my life, I have a meaning. I, I am interpreting that experience in one way. In this way, I'm describing my sister, I'm judging my sister as a fitness person. And when we judge someone, can be in a conscious or an unconscious way, we're gonna judge ourselves. Always, always, always. So in this case, I judge my sister. She's a fitness person for her behavior. And after, I'm gonna go through me. Okay, Andrea, am I doing this amount of exercise? I'm doing healthy diet every single day. I'm doing exercise even on vacations. I'm doing this and that and that and that. No. So I'm not a fitness person. This word that I put on myself, I'm not fitness person, it becomes part of my description, part of my self-concept. And to that, you're gonna add all the other experiences, you're gonna add all the other adjectives that I do to myself, right, that I give to myself. So what our mind does after is, okay, I like this, adjective that I give to myself and no fitness person I like it or I don't like it if I like it good my self-esteem increase but if I don't like it bad my self-esteem decrease and if I'm realizing 
Okay, Andrea, I'm more liking it that adjective that I give to myself and I understand what I give it to myself or what I'm thinking about a fitness person. I can change my actions because remember, you can control your actions. I can start to do that amount of exercise and I can do exercise even on vacations. Changing my actions, my self-concept gonna change. And for that reason, my self-esteem and my self-acceptance gonna increase. And here I did the same. I accept myself, okay, I'm not doing this amount of exercise. I accept myself, I'm not a fitness person because if I don't do it, I'm not able to change. I'm not able, to, I'm gonna put excuses. No, I'm a fitness person, but this week I didn't have time to do exercise. And two years ago, I was doing that and I was not being able. And that, I'm always gonna put excuses. But when I accept myself, I say, okay, I'm not doing it because I don't want, I'm not doing it because I don't have the motivation, I'm not doing it because I don't have the discipline or whatever. And I'm able to change and I'm able to improve, I'm able to change my actions. Actions are a decision. In short, or in other words, we are able to say, I'm like this because I choose to be this way, not because I born this way. So remember, the things that you can change with your actions and you want to change with your actions, do it. And the things that you cannot change with your actions, change the word that you are putting on yourself, the adjective or the description to a positive word that you're going to like it and that's going to increase your self-esteem. Remember that self-concept, self-esteem, self-acceptance and self-forgiveness are not something that are static. They don't just stop and be the same forever. No, they're gonna change with us. They're gonna change with our experience, with our, our knowledge, with everything. Every time we change, every time that these this three or four concepts that I gave you change with us. That's why you have to work on yourself every single day. That's why you have to work on your self-esteem every single day. And this doesn't mean that you're gonna wake up every day and Okay, I have to write down a description of myself. Today I woke up for 30 a.m. So it means I have insomnia or I am a early bird. No, it is something that you're going to write down once and you're going to realize, okay, I like who am I or I don't, who I want to be. You're going to decide it and you're going to work every single day to be that person. And once in a while, you're going to do this work. But what you're gonna do every single day is to work for to be the person that you wanna be, the person that you wish. You're gonna work to have the life that you are wishing, that you are wanting so much. And I know, I know it's not easy. I know it's super hard to work every day on yourself. I know it's super hard to spend this time writing down who you are and thinking about your old experiences and thinking about the meaning that you are giving to everything and I know everything, all this is super hard but it's also hard to have a low self-esteem it's also hard to feel like shit every day it's also hard to to feel bad and don't have don't having motivation and don't having goals and, and everything you just pick your heart Working on yourself and working in your self-esteem and working in your emotional well-being gonna make you feel good, gonna help you to, to reach happiness, gonna help you to, to enjoy life that at the end is something that everybody wants. Just pick your heart and I hope it's to work on yourself because it's gonna lead you to have emotional well-being that as you already know, 
is always a priority. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to share this podcast. And of course, I just reminding you, if you want to go and follow the other one, in case you want to see the last episodes, you can find me as Emotional Wellness, Work on Yourself. Thank you.